if you would like to participate in packing boxes, <laughs> please be with us on Wednesday. We're going to start over in the fellowship hall at 7 o'clock. If you want to participate in Bible study, you come over here to Brother Mike's class because they are going to continue with their with their normal routine, but we're going to be doing something a little bit different. So be over there, make those plans. Also, a week from today is our thanks day. How exciting. I just, oh my goodness, I'm excited. Hope you are too. I've already gotten at least one thing planned that, I'm, that I want to try out. So we'll see how that goes. But I uh, hope you've got your, your menu planned. I hope that you've been inviting people. We want, as if you are here today, plan to be here. Okay, you're, you're automatically, you're automatically registered to be here next week. If you are watching, if you're online, then be here next Sunday, ten o'clock. We're gonna have some great stuff going on. We're gonna have a fantastic meal. Oh my goodness, the fellowship hall is already decorated. There's a little uh, photo booth area for you to, yeah, for you to have a little photo time with your loved ones, those that you are thankful for. So make sure you're there. Also, November 30th and December 7th are the Gideon classes, the conversation classes. Be here at 645 to participate. If you cannot be here for both sessions, that's okay. We'll still love you, and you can still participate. We want you to be here for both if you can be, but if you can only be here for, for one or the other, that's all right. And also, December 3rd, we still have some more spots. I know that there are a couple people that I've talked to who are interested, but we, we still have plenty. So if you would like to participate in going to Samaritan's Purse, uh, putting together the shoeboxes, seeing the whole thing that, that we've been working on since January, then you are welcome to come with us. Uh, you just need to let me know so that I can send you a waiver. Any other announcements, we will certainly let you know. There's a lot going on. There are more announcements for the month of December, but we've just got so much going on right now. We're going to hold off for a minute to, uh, to talk about church Christmas party and that sort of thing. So anyway, there's a lot going on, but I hope that you'll make time for church. Amen. I know y'all got a lot going on too within your personal lives, but, but church is, is important. We want to be here in fellowship together. So... A couple of uh, last was it last Sunday or the Sunday before with the neighbors with the with the pit bull <laughs> last Sunday all right Gretchen said it was last Sunday and there we go so last Sunday uh, I was taking a nap and <laughs> that's not normal I mean that's not anything abnormal but uh, I heard Shane talking He's, he's downstairs watching TV or whatever, race or stuff, and I'm sleeping. But I heard him talking, and I got up and I looked out the window, didn't see anything. So I laid back down and heard him talking some more. Who was he talking to? And then I heard him come up and down the uh, come upstairs and, and down the hallway. And I said, what is going on? And he said, well... The neighbors are looking after their son's pit bull. And the pit bull burst through, at, at, somehow saw our cat out in the backyard, and he burst through the, uh, the fence, broke two of the, and it's a tall privacy fence, broke two of the boards, running through the, <laughs> running through the fence, uh, and chasing our cat. So Shane went outside and was trying to talk to the dog. He, you know, the cat was 
gone, couldn't find him anywhere. And Shane was trying to talk to the dog to calm him down and then go to the neighbor to say, please get the dog because he's chasing cats. Well, finally found Romy, our cat, and, um, and he didn't want to go outside the rest of the day. Absolutely not. You sometimes you'll stand at the back door like scratch on the window. Hello, I'd like to go out. But he did not. He did not even get near the door for the rest of the night. And I've noticed <laughs> throughout the week <laughs> noises he'll kind of. Well, it was a couple of couple mornings ago. He was, um, I was getting ready for the day, and and he was down on the floor eating his food and. And he heard the dog barking. And dog was barking, barking, and, and he stopped. And he turned his face over toward the window. And he wouldn't eat the rest of, of that time because it had scared him. And, and I thought, the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And there are times when we go through things, and it's bad and it's awful, and, and we experience this fear and we experience this, these times of situations that we think we're not going to make it. And then the devil wants to convince us that he has power over us. And even when we're in the shelter of the Lord, and even when the Lord's right there beside us, you know, there was nothing that do- that dog could do to come through and, and get Romy, but he heard him. And he was immediately frightened by that. But the thing is, the Lord is with you. The Lord is near you. You are under the shelter of his wings, and there is nothing that can come against you that has not first passed through the hand of the Father. So I encourage you this morning, whatever you're going through, do not be afraid. Amen. Let's see this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, we give you glory and honor and praise because you are good and you are mighty and you are strong. God, you are better and greater than anything that we can imagine. Father, I thank you that you walk beside us. God, that even when we are in the valley of the shadow of death, we do not have to fear any evil because you are with us. God, your rod and your staff, they comfort us. God, we understand that you prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies, that you will anoint us. Lord, that you will give us strength, that we can dwell well in your house forever that we do not have to be afraid but that we can be victorious by the power of Jesus God I just give you glory and honor for all that you do and all that you are God I ask that you would have your will in this place today God if those who have come in who are worried who are burdened who are concerned in their hearts I just pray that you would lift them up today let there be a praise in their hearts before they leave God I just ask your will be done in each and every part of this service from the very first prayer to the very last prayer that you be lifted up God for those online that they feel your presence as well god give your strength and your anointing we thank you we praise you in jesus precious name amen thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus the splendor of a king Clothed in majesty, let all the earth rejoice, all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide 
and trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. Oh, we'll see how great, how great is our God. Age to age he stands, and my time is in his hands, beginning and the end, beginning the end the Godhead three in one you are Father, Spirit and Son Lion and the Lamb the Lion and the Lamb how great is our God sing with me how great
my comfort, my shelter, tower of refuge and strength. Let every breath, all that I am, never cease to worship you. Shout to the so good, Lord. We praise you. We praise you this morning. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. 
in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. And great are you, Lord. And man, he is great. He is greatly to be praised. Lift him up this morning. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Or famine, or 
nakedness or peril. Paul talks about a lot of peril that happened to him. Or sword. Are these things going to separate us from God? As it is written, for thy sake, we are healed all the day long. Now, that phrase or that part there deserves some attention. Maybe Pastor do it because that sounds like a, a good preaching phrase there. We are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him, through him, through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth well we've covered it all hadn't we? And that's what Paul was thinking. Maybe we've covered it all but I'll make sure in the next few words nor any other creature. Doesn't matter what rises, doesn't matter what tries to separate me from the love of God, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, 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 nothing shall separate me. Woo! Hallelujah! That deserves a shout from... <laughs> Brother Joyner, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. I'm glad that he loves us, and I'm glad that I'm able to love him. And the only reason I can love him is that he loved me first, and he showed me what love was all about and how to do it. I thank God I'm in his house today. Just yesterday and even this morning, walking up and down the stairs with ease. With ease, I remember... Pop, Pop, I remember a year and a half ago not being able to go up those stairs like that. In fact, not even going up the stairs. Thank you, Lord, for your help. Thank you, Lord, for your recovery. Thank you, Lord, for restoring. Praise the Lord, he restored. Thank you. And I feel good this morning. Ty, run through a troop, jump over a wall. That's the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. I love him for his blessings in my life. Is there one or two or three or ten more that you would stand up and praise God even this morning? God bless you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, oh bless his name. Thank you, Father. Oh, we do thank you for that. All right, you're next. Praise God. 
preacher was his message was on healing. I said, well, glory, hallelujah. That's exciting. Uh, I was I was uh, a few years ago amazed at this uh, gentleman, uh, how, and he was pre uh, preaching on salvation and how it comes from Jesus Christ. I said, boy, isn't God good? He's, he's, he's going everywhere. The Lord will, wherever he is received, he will go. Praise God. He came into the world to seek, to seek, to seek. And he's seeking. I'm glad he found me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And he chose me. Amen. Another one you'd like to say something. Praise God. Brag on the Lord Jesus Christ. I will bless the Lord at all times. At all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I will exalt his name. And would you just magnify the Lord with me together? In the name of Jesus, we bless you. Oh, how great is that name of the Lord. How great is our God. There's none like him. Hallelujah. Praise the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Good morning and welcome to the Cornea Assembly of God. Even those of you who are looking virtually, thank you for being with us this morning. It's good to be in God's house. I'm thankful that I'm on my way to heaven. That's about as good a feeling as you can have to know that you're on your way to heaven. If he'd come right now, somebody else would have to take up the offering. So there you go. It's time to, <laughs> time to receive our tithe and offering if our earthly will come at this time. Gee, I hope none of us will. Won't have to worry about that offering today. Which is okay. Brother Joyner, take it.
morning. It's good to see each and every one of you this morning. Good morning to those at home. It's now time to receive prayer requests this morning. Sister Hager. Sister Hager's friends, the one who had surgery for con continued healing, and the one who's about to have surgery on her back. Brother Mike. Yes, let's pray for Brother Mike's wife, Denise. Successful surgery, and let's pray for his family. Gretchen. Yes, let's pray for Gretchen's friends at school and classmates that they get to feeling better soon. Sister Robin. Robin's grandson for healing in his body. If not, raise hands for unspoken requests. Stand with me as we take these to the Lord this morning.
to fellowship. Sometimes those voices try to tell me I'm forgotten
All right, y'all. Morning again. Hello, and for those watching, either live or later, we're glad that you are with us. Man. So, this morning is going to be a little more, um, I mean, my, my style is always uh, teachy, <laughs> teachy, kind of, um, more than, <laughs> you have to get me alone to be preachy. Uh <laughs> But my, my style is more teaching anyway, but it is going to be, there's going to be a lot of teaching, so you can break out your uh, notebook if you'd like to. Yes, today. So last week, our understanding of confession was deepened. We talked about this, that we confess in a couple of different ways. We confess our sins. We should do that, confess our sins. And that we confess our belief, our trust in Jesus like what can Jesus do well I confess I know that he can do this that he is able to do this I heard from someone this week who was who was talking she said you know I, I watched and I was understanding that maybe I had been putting God in a box and I need to to do differently so we can trust God that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask think or imagine so we confess that that is true. So James taught the church some important lessons. He taught them to call for the elders. He taught them to confess their faults. We talked about three different ways that you can confess faults. And that's your, you decide between you and the Holy Spirit. You talk to him in what ways do you need to confess your faults. And then commit yourself to prayer. So today we're going to consider our notion of praise. What do you think about praise? And... I was, I was considering this and, and, and studying and, and preparing for this week and knowing that this month is all about our thanks. And we take a, we take a whole month that we, we try, that our, our singing, our worship, the things that we talk about is focused on praise, on giving God glory, on giving Him worship. We I try to go through the songs that we're going to do on uh, for praise and worship. Like, okay, does this... Am I asking for much here? Let's, let's not sing that song. That's asking for a whole lot. We'll just we'll sing a different one, um, and not to, you know, n not to be too uh, stringent about it. But we do want to take a sad time to give praise, to give worship to God. We know that next Sunday we will not have any time of taking. Well, well, you can come up here, but it's not going to be a time of of asking for prayer requests it's going to be a time of giving praise for what god has already done we on thanks day we don't take any prayer requests we don't ask to pray for anything specific we just we thank god lord we thank you for what you have done we thank you in advance for what you're going to do so thinking about praise there are seven specific words which i have on a slide so that when anyone is asking how to spell it uh there, there are seven different Hebrew words for praise in the Old Testament. There may be more, but within the Old Testament, there are, there are these seven. So, halal, which is hallelujah up here. Halal is formed with the word halal and yah, which is Yahweh. So, hallelujah is praise to Yahweh. Halal. And this word is to make a show, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. Now, when I was, 
when we when we sing that song hallelujah you know we we sing it so nice and soft and quiet hallelujah hallelujah but as i thought about it hallelujah praise hallel praise is undignified hallel praise comes from this place of deep within and it is just bounding to get out that is hallel praise so next time we sing that song we might need to just like jazz it up i don't know the next is barak which means to bless to kneel in gratitude or adoration so barak praise is not usually listed as it's not in english it's not said praise within the old testament it's normally said bless i will bless the lord at all times but in that case it is i will barak the lord at all times i will kneel before him i will i will honor and adore him i will kneel in gratitude the third type is yada which is to revere or worship with extended hands yada worship is the word that is used most often for praise in the old testament yada this is and you'll kind of notice yada and the and the tribe of judah j-u-d-a-h y-a-d-a-h they they line up together so the tribe of judah he was named judah because of the praise because his mom was praising God for his birth. And this was the tribe that Jesus was from. And the first time that praise, now not the first time blessing, because bless uh, to Barak, to, to kneel down and worship, was used previous to this. But Yada was used for the first time when the tribe that Jesus came from came into the world. thought that was neat. Shabbat, this type of worship, Shabbat, is to address in a loud tone. It is a triumphant shout. This is the least used praise word, a shout of praise. It's only used 11 times in the Old Testament. Zamar is to sing praises or to praise with instruments. So whether you sing well, or you just lifting up a, a joyful noise to the Lord. <laughs> that Zamar praise is praise with instruments or, or with singing. Tada is thanksgiving. This is a sacrifice of praise. This is a praise when you don't feel like it. This is a praise when it's a struggle. Tada praise. <laughs> it made me think of Tada, here's my praise. That was just me, though. That's not the way it's like meant, but that's the way my mind worked. But, like, I don't feel like it, but here, ta-da, here I am praising. It's a miracle. And the last one is Tehillah praise. Tehillah is praise, adoration. It, the, the root of that word is the halal praise. It is laudation, to laud, to, to push up, and to bring out a strong praise. But when we hear in, in uh, Psalm chapter 22 that 
Yahweh inhabits the praise of Israel. It said that he dwells within the praise. This is the type of praise it's talking about. Sahila praise is God's chosen dwelling place. That when we want God near us, maybe I am about to get preachy, I don't know, that when we need God to be near us, and that when we feel like he's so far away, I, my, my prayers are hitting the ceiling, I don't know where God is, I haven't heard from him in a while, I don't know how to get in touch with him, he says, well, you just need a little tequila. You just need to begin to praise me because I will inhabit, I will be there in the midst. When you begin to praise me, I, I think, wait, I, I, heard, I heard something. Well, my, my people are praising me. I need, to, I need to go down there and see what's going on. So I encourage you when you feel like, God, you're, you're far from me. Where are you? Begin to tahila praise. Just offer up that, that adoration. If you're going to adore me, I'm, I'm going to draw closer so you can see me better. If you're going to adore me, then I'm going to get near to you so you can see all my attributes. So if you need the Lord to be near, that's the type of praise you need to have. Psalm 145 contains five of these seven words. That particular psalm has the most different words of praise of any psalm. So take a look. Psalm 145, we're going to look at verses. We're going to read the entire chapter, but it's gonna, we're going to break it up into the divisions that it's in. So verses 1 and 2, it says, David's psalm of praise, I will extol thee, O my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. So, a praise of David. This is the only psalm with the title, A Praise of David. Most of the time it says a prayer of David, a psalm of David, a song of David. But this is the only one that is labeled a, a praise. Because it was all about praise. So within these two verses, David uses three different praise words. He said, this is a tehillah of David. So right off, we understand David is saying, Lord, I, I, I need you to be near to me. I, I begin by tehillahing you. I don't think that that's proper. <laughs> but I, I'm going to begin by giving you tehillah because, God, I, I need you to be right here. So he says, Yahweh inhabit this praise that I'm about to give you. From the offset, David is asking for God's attention. We are here to praise you, so come down among us. He says, I will extol, which means to raise or to lift up. I will extol my God and King, but I barak. I will extol you and I will bless you. So I kneel down in adoration. I raise up your name. And I fall down on my face. Because you need to be lifted, but I need to be low. I bow down in adoration daily, and I will praise, or halal, to make a show, to boast, to rave. I will get undignified 
I will lift up a hallelujah. I will have a hallelujah praise, an undignified praise forever and ever. This last phrase is special. I will halal your name. I will halal thy name forever and ever. When we think about this, this was not merely shouting out the name Elohim, Jehovah, and we do that sometimes. There are songs that we sing that, that we say the name Jesus. We begin to sing Yahweh, we, whatever it may be. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Uh, you are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Nisi, you reign in victory. Jehovah Shalom, my prince of peace. So we call out the names of God in that song. But more than just saying the name, he is saying, I will give out a hallelujah to who you are. Because his name is more than just something that we call him. It is the embodiment of who he is. The name, when a Hebrew talked about the name, sometimes they would call God that. They would say, the name is great. Your name is high and lifted up. We talked about this in, in our class golly, a long time ago, months and months ago, about the names of God. And that sometimes just saying, the name. David here is saying, I will be undignified in my praise of you for who you have been, who you are to me, and who you covenant to be in the future. I will, I will praise your name. I will praise you because you are Yahweh, because you are everything that you have ever said you would be and everything that I will ever possibly need. We move to section one, which is, how he should be praised in verses three through seven it says great is the lord notice lord in in capital letters there so this is him calling him yahweh in the section previous he says oh my god my king he's saying elohim but now he begins to call him yahweh so he's saying i trust that you're going to be everything that i need Great is Yahweh, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty, and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of thy might, of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness." So this begins, this section begins by recognizing the greatness of Yahweh. Large in magnitude and extent is Yahweh, great and greatly to be praised. He is large, and he should be hallelujahed, hallelujahed, greatly. His mighty acts, his dignity, his majesty are past finding out. We cannot possibly understand the greatness of God. When I think about his goodness, when I think about his, his creation, when I think about all the things that he has made and done, it blows my mind. This is what David is saying, and he's encouraging us to feel the same. It's unsearchable. You can't possibly understand the ways that God has blessed you. You can't possibly understand the ways that God has kept you. 
You can't understand the times that in the middle of the night, death was this close to me, but, but he preserved me. His greatness is unsearchable. David tells the importance of speaking our praise out loud. He said, one generation, he uses a new word here, one generation will shabak to address loudly with a triumphant shout. One generation will shabak to the next. One generation will declare to stand boldly and announce. One generation will Shout out the praise of God to another. To speak loudly the praise of God. To speak of his works, his actions, his achievements. To speak of his mighty acts, his valor, his victory, his strength. The times that God has caused victory. The times that he has come through for me. I'm going to tell about them. And I'm not just going to speak about them to myself to encourage, but I'm going to tell the next generation of the ways that God has been good. It is the responsibility of this generation to teach the next about the greatness of Yahweh. Certainly, there will be times that the next generation will see the faithfulness of God for themselves. Certainly. But if this generation does not help them to realize and recognize Oh, that was, that was God. See, that's why it's important. That's why it's important for one generation to speak to the next. Because there are times and things that happen in our lives that we may not recognize as God's blessing. There are times, and, and I can use, now I can recognize it in, in my life because from the womb I was taught. Thank you, Lord. That's a blessing. From the womb I was taught to see and to recognize the greatness of God. That when there was a blessing, thank you, Lord. Every good and perfect gift comes down from God, whom there is the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That, that everything good is a blessing from Him. But if you weren't raised that way, then you may not recognize when God has been good to you. And I can use, not specifically, but I can use... Shane as an example because he wasn't brought up that way he didn't understand and thank you Lord that he's in that, that he is in the church now sees and praises and recognizes but there are times that he'll tell me about things and I say well that was protection from the Lord that was the Lord keeping you that was the Lord preserving you because you you should have been in you should have been in jail <laughs> he used to it's tr he used to fight a lot he he loves to tell the story so if you want to bless it um <laughs> you should have been in jail he has friend after friend after friend who's passed away in tragic ways and he was there was no reason that he was not with them except god <laughs> there, there was no reason that he wasn't in that same place at that same time but God, and, and when we declare to the next generation, and not necessarily those younger than us, but those who are younger in the Lord than us, when we declare to the next generation, that was God. <laughs> that was the greatness of who God is. That's praise. That is Shabbat. That is saying, <laughs> you, you may have thought, 
You know, the, the devil meant it for evil, but the Lord, see, he meant it for good. So that stuff that you've been through, those issues that you face, those things that you thought you'd never make it, See, you, you need to praise about that. You need to shout about that because that is a way that God has blessed you. Those are his wondrous works. His mighty acts, his valor, his strength. David then gives five words for verbal praise in this section. He said, you are to speak. This first word, speak, that he says, is to ponder or converse with yourself. See, sometimes I just have to remind myself, the Lord's good, the Lord is good, he's been good, he will keep being good. <laughs> In the middle of this circumstance, it does not feel good, but the Lord is good. Sometimes I have to have that conversation with myself, that's part of praise. To speak to myself, to give myself encouragement, even in the middle of this situation. The Lord is good. I will speak of his splendor, his magnificence, his grandeur. Sometimes we just have to sit with ourselves in our minds or even all alone speaking verbally. God is good. He has been good and he will keep being good. Then he says, he says, I will, I will speak of the glorious honor of his majesty, of his wondrous works. And then men shall speak of the might of his terrible acts. It's two different words here. The first speak, again, is, a, is within myself. I'm speaking to myself. I've got it in my head. <laughs> and then the next speak is to say or answer or boast of the strength of his actions. This is speak that we're telling other people. At first, I got to speak to myself, and then I can speak to others. I can tell of his greatness. Then he says to declare. This word declare means to score with a tally mark. See, and tally marks are old things. He says, I will declare his greatness. I will score with a tally mark. All right, that's one for God. All right, the Lord made a miracle. All right, that's another one for him. All right, the, the Lord made a way when there was no way. That's another one for him. All right, the, the Lord was, the Lord woke me up this morning. <laughs> another one for him. To score with a tally mark, to declare, to say, all right, Lord, yep, there's uh, four, and oh, you, you, you gave me the strength to work today. There's another one. To count your blessings, to tally them. There's that old song, you count your blessings, name them one by one. And this is the kind of thing that, that David is saying, declare. Begin to write them down. Begin to tally all the blessings that God has given you. That is part of praise. He says to utter. This word utter means to pour out or to bubble up the memories of his goodness. I remember when. I remember when I was in this circumstance and I didn't know how I was going to make it. I remember when God showed up in time. I remember when. <laughs> That's part of praise. That's part of what David is telling us to do here. And then lastly, he says, I will sing. This word sing means to creak. <laughs> to shout for joy or to sing in triumph of his righteousness. So even if it's just a squeaky sound, 
even if you just got to creak it out. And I think about the fact that there are some, and this I'm not just speaking of ability now. There are some of us here, the Lord has blessed us, thank you, Lord. The Lord has blessed us with the ability to sing well. <laughs> not necessarily the greatest of all time, and that's all right, but, but the Lord has blessed us with the ability to sing well. But then there are some people who say, oh, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. And so when we think about this, to sing, to creak out a praise, all right, that's fine too. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. But then I think about this, that he says, they will sing of his righteousness. And this word can mean any sound from just a little creak to a shout for joy or to singing in triumph. And there are times that we face that all I can get out, all I can give to the Lord is just a little creak. Oh, Lord, yes, I know you're good. I know you're good, and we can just give a little bit. That's all that I can afford right now. That's all that, it's, it's kind of like a sacrifice of praise. That word's not in this chapter, but it's kind of like a sacrifice of praise. That God, I can only give a little bit right now but I'm giving it. I can only give you a tiny praise, but God, I'm giving it because you're worthy of it, because it belongs to you. We take a look at section 2, which is Yahweh's works in verses 8 through 13. It says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. So, Yahweh is, these are his works. Yahweh is gracious. So these are the, the reasons that we should praise. These are the reasons that we should worship because of his works that he has done. He is gracious. He is compassionate. It says that he is slow to anger, but those who have been in Bible study with us know that this means he is long of nostrils. That's right. It hit me. I was reading this long ago. Yes, we know this one. He's long of nostrils, which means, think of a bull. A bull gets mad. He, you know, he gets fired up. He's wanting to go out and charge and, and hit someone. You know, those crazy people who try to ride bulls, bless their hearts. They snort. And they just keep snorting in their anger. But when it says that Yahweh is long of nostrils, it means that it takes a long time for him to become angry and frustrated. Any time that you have felt like, I've, I've sinned, I've messed up, God is angry with me, I need to stay away from him, that is a lie. That is a lie from the enemy who wants you to keep away from God. God is slow to anger. He is rich in mercy. He is abounding in love. He wants you to come back to him. 
Yes, he's sad, he's upset, he's disappointed that you've fallen into sin, that, that you've messed up. But it's not an anger of stay away from me, I don't want to see you. It is a come back to me, I want to clean you up. Yahweh is good, he is abounding in kindness. It says that he is good to all. The Lord is good to all. We see these people who don't serve him, who are being blessed. We can point right back. That's, that's scriptural. They're not, doing, they're not doing God's works. They're not doing his will. They're not following him. However, God is faithful to what his word says because he's good to all. It didn't just say God is good to Israel. God is good to all who trust in him. God is good to all who belong to him. No, it just says all. He is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. This word, tender mercies, is a very special word. It means womb love. His womb love extends to all. This womb love, the idea here is the love that a mother feels about a child that's in her womb. Love, compassion, hope for the future. That's womb love. He feels that for all of us. And therefore, he is worthy of praise. He says that all creation will yada. To confess with the mouth and raise the hands. All creation. Every creature, everything that has breath will, will yada. Will give praise to God. But those of us who know him will bless him. Will fall down on our faces before him. Will speak of his glory, talk of his power, and make known his might and majesty. It says that his kingdom is everlasting. Now this was this was interesting to me as I was studying it and thinking, this is a psalm of David. Okay, think about that for just a second. Think about it historically. So David is writing. We learn that this was his his final psalm that he wrote. We don't know when it was at this particular time in his life but it's very possible that he was already king at this point so in the beginning verse he addresses God as king he says Elohim my king he's the king and he's proclaiming God as his king but then he says thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations now this is the same promise that Yahweh gave to David. God said to David, if you will do what you ought to do, then there will never cease to be one of your heirs on the throne. One of your descendants will reign on the throne forever. That is my promise, my covenant to you, David. And here, David is declaring to, to God, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. It will endure from generation to generation. But see, what David didn't realize 
is that what he was declaring in this verse is that Messiah will come. Jesus, who would be the everlasting ruler of God's kingdom, but who would also be the everlasting ruler of David's kingdom. So when I praise, see, my, my praise foreshadows what God's going to do in my life. This praise that David gave was a foreshadowing of God's promise to him. He was praising ahead of the promise. And sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes we have to praise ahead, say, God, you're going to do great things. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your healing will happen. Your strength will be there for me. You will never leave me. You will never forsake me. God, I, I, I praise, I, I will have a miracle. I will see this happen. I will see my family saved. Whatever it may be, that God, I praise ahead of this promise. Because as I declare your greatness, I understand that your greatness is going ahead of me. And it is fulfilling your promises for me. Section three is the good things that he is. Verses 14 through 20. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all, that, all those that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thy hand and satisfieth the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto them that call upon him and all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. So he is a lifter. He props up those who fall so that they are able to lean on him. He said, you are a lifter. You uphold those who fall. It says that he raises and comforts those who are bent low. Those who are weighed down with the burdens and cares of this life, that he is a lifter. That he lifts me up. He shares my burden. He's a lifter. He's a provider, we see. That he provides our daily bread when we look to him. It says that my eyes wait on you. You're going to give me meat in due season. My eyes are looking toward you, Lord. I, I'm not looking around for any other providence. I'm looking to you to provide for me what I need. He provides our daily bread when we look to him. He opens his hand wide to fill the longing of every living thing because all creatures matter to him. He is a listener. It says that he draws near when we call to him. He's just and holy to hear and receive my prayers. He's a listener. It says that he's a protector. He hears the cry of those who revere him, that he will defend and deliver them. And it says that he will put a hedge of protection 
when it says the Lord preserves all them that love him, this is, this is a hedge. Just like Job had. Job wasn't, he was special, but he wasn't more special than we are. It says that God put the hedge of protection around those who love him. That there are things that cannot get to us because God has hedged around. But then also the beauty of a hedge, that things can't get in, but we can't get out. That God, you have me hedged in and you are going to protect me and you're going to keep me. And Lord, keep me faithful to you. Keep me within this hedge. Don't let me step out of this. God, keep me in. The conclusion of this psalm is verse 21. My mouth shall speak the praise. This is Tehillah. My mouth shall speak the Tehillah of Yahweh. And let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Let all creatures barak his name. Let all creatures bow down and worship to him. So there are many psalms of David, but this one is special. It's the only one with this pre-title, The Praise of David. This psalm contains the most variety of praise of any other psalm with five different types of praise. It was the last psalm attributed to David. Again, not known when exactly it was written within his life, but its scope indicates that David had seen and experienced a lot of the goodness of God. Lord, you've been good, and I've seen it from generation to generation. From all my, all my days, I've, I've seen and understood. It's a mature psalm. So what can we understand from this psalm, from the ultimate psalmist himself? Well, we see that praise is not merely a church activity. That's number one. Praise is not merely a church activity. You know, lots of psalms are labeled for use in worship or to be sung by a choir, to be sung with stringed instruments, to be used for going up, to be used so when, they, when they would go to Jerusalem for the feast days. They would sing certain psalms as they went up to Jerusalem. So we see lots of psalms labeled this way. But this one is different because David instructs us to declare God's greatness daily. He says, every day and day after day, I'm going to lift up my song to you. I'm going to praise you and give you honor. He tells all creation to praise the Lord. To all generations we say, Praise, honor God daily. So this is not an idea. So, uh, the, this particular psalm and the idea of praise is not limited to being here at church. Because if I only come once or twice a week to bring my praise, when God has done so good to me all throughout the whole week when every single day I could put a tally mark every single day that I wake up declare his goodness tally Lord you woke me up thank you Lord you gave me strength to get out of the bed thank you sometimes mentally and physically both that's a praise because sometimes there, there are days like oh golly I can't 
physically I can't make it but there are some days that for some people mentally they just can't get out of bed thank you God that's a blessing Lord I thank you for the blessing of hot water and telling people how to do that that's a that's a blessing to me Lord I thank you that I have food to eat today Lord I thank you that I have a job may not be where I want to go but I thank you that I'm able to to be there that's a praise every single day father I, I thank you that there's gas in my car uh, father I thank you that e when there's not gas in my car I got money to get gas in my car because trust me I've been at the place that I did not have money to get gas in the car <sighs> bless my heart <laughs> that was we were we were poor <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> about 10 years ago I remember those oh bless it that yeah I, but thank you Jesus thank you Jesus that that's not the case now <laughs> yeah because when when the Bible says you know that he's never seen the righteous forsaken or seed begging bread it doesn't mean that the economy won't go crazy and it doesn't mean that the prices won't go sky high but thank you God for giving me increase that I can pay for this stuff Thank you, Lord. That's, see, that's daily. That's an everyday praise. And that's an everyday praise. When I'm around people and I can declare the greatness of God and I can say, the Lord's been good. It used to be this way, but now it's different. And that's a blessing. So thank you. Thank you, Lord. That's an everyday thing, and I, I can give praise to him for that. Because, again, if I'm only here, this is a really small time that we have to verbalize our praise. I need to do it every single day. That's a, that's a holy expectation. That every single day I'm expecting God to show up because I know He will. And I'm expecting to be able to praise Him because I know that's my responsibility. That's a holy expectation between me and God. To praise. The second thing we see is that praise involves the whole self. It involves the mind. So we consider his greatness, just like David said, I speak to myself. I got to start here. I got to get my mind right. I speak to myself. I ponder the greatness of God in, in my mind. I remember his great deeds. I ponder his majesty. That before I say or do anything else, that I, I, can, I can open my eyes and I can look out the window and I begin to ponder His majesty. When I think about the fact, when I consider the fact that the seasons were created by Him, that not only did He create the creation, but He, he created the time. And that for thousands of years from the time that the world was first begun, it has continued that way. That his laws have continued. That's something to ponder. That's amazing. And that the wind has a power we can't see, but it it does amazing things. It can be harnessed or it can be, you know, if it's if it's left to its own devices, the things that occur. The wonder of who God is. And I, I'll never be able to consider it. I'll never be able to think of all of it. But the wonder of who God is. 
So it starts with the mind, then it goes to the heart. So my affections are changed. If, I, if it just stays here, yeah, the Lord's good, but it doesn't move to here. Then it, my praise hasn't deepened. So my heart begins to say, I love God. I just love Him. This praise springs from an attitude of thankfulness, that even when it's a sacrifice of praise, that in my heart, I think, even though I don't feel like it, He's worthy. Even if I can only squeak just a little song from my heart today, He's worthy. And even if today's a bad day, I, I, can, I can squeak out a song for His goodness yesterday. And even if today's a bad day, I can just squeak out a song in anticipation of tomorrow. That's my praise. That's praise. Then it moves to the voice. So ten times within this psalm, David uses words that indicate some type of speech. To shout, to proclaim, to declare, to sing. So our praise, as we would call it, our praise should be verbalized. Our praise should not stay within our head and within our heart. Our praise should be verbalized. I should speak out my praise to give glory and honor to him. And not just spoken to him. Now that's important too. Yes, Lord, I praise you, I praise you. But to speak to others about the goodness of God. Because I'm declaring from this generation to the next the goodness of God. I'm, I'm declaring from, from my personal experience to those who have less experience with God, I'm declaring He's good. And then the body is involved. So three of the five praise words that David used in this psalm involve some type of physical action. To Barak means kneeling down in gratitude. To halal means jumping, spinning, undignified enthusiasm. Yada means raising the hands. So it involves my whole self. We, we hear, you know, clapping and, and singing, using the, the voice, you know, standing in his presence, whatever it may be, to praise him. That everything I do should be a praise to God. That the way I move, the way that I speak, the praise, the th the places that I go should be a praise to Him. Yet Yahweh is worthy of our praise and more, and He shows up. He shows up when we praise. He shows up as the music plays. He is worthy of praise. He is worthy. He deserves all the tahila. He deserves all the yada, the halal. He deserves what we can give to him. So this morning, we've talked about four different postures of prayer. With, uh, excuse me, four different postures of praise in our mind, in our heart in our voice and in our body. So the posture of your praise this morning, just get into some type of posture. 
as we pray and just begin to praise Him. Heavenly Father, I praise You. Yahweh, I praise You with my mind. Right now in my mind, I think about how great You are. Right here in my mind, I think about the times You've been good to me, and I didn't deserve it, and I did nothing to earn it, but You are still good. God, I ponder right now in my mind. I ponder right now the, the times that I didn't have, but you showed up anyway. I couldn't provide for myself, and you showed up. I think about that, and I, I just ponder and, and acknowledge how great that was, how great you are. And Father, now in my heart, I say you are worthy. You are worthy of praise. You are worthy of all my glory, all my honor. God, there is nothing good that I can do in and of myself. There is nothing good within me but what you have given me. In my heart, I worship you for my, for my breath. God, I, I praise you for life. I'm grateful for sending your only son to die for me. God, from my heart, I praise you. From my heart, I lift you up and I say, if you never do another good thing for me again, now you have already blessed me too much. You have already blessed me more than I could possibly deserve. From my heart, I say, from my heart, I speak to you and I say, thank you. I say, you're worthy. Now from my mouth, I declare, you are great and greatly to be praised. Lord, I speak about you and your greatness. Father, I speak about those times that mentally I didn't know if I would make it. Emotionally, I didn't know if I would make it. Physically, I didn't know if I would make it. God, there have been those times in my life, but you've been good. I declare, I declare to this generation and to the next, I declare to everyone hearing right now that you have been so good to me and you've blessed me. That you've blessed me physically. That you've blessed me financially. That you've blessed me spiritually. That you've blessed me. That you have given me more than I can. More, than, more things than I can count, God. If I put tally marks beside every blessing that I have, I don't know how long it would take me. But God, I, I thank you from my lips, from my mouth, I declare your greatness. And Lord, in my body, right now, God, I raise my hands to you. Just lift up in an attitude of surrender, in an attitude of extolling you, in an attitude of lauding you, in, in an attitude of lifting you up and saying you are great and greatly to be praised. God, I lift you up. And with my whole self, God, with my whole self, I, I praise you. That every step I take, everything that I do, I want to praise you. I lift you up and bless your name. I thank you, God. I praise you. That it not just be a Sunday morning activity, that it not just be a Wednesday night activity, but God, every single day that I wake up, I praise you for waking up. That every single day that I can have food in my belly, God, I praise you. Every single day that I go to my job, go to school, whatever it may be. God, that's, 
I praise you. It's a blessing from you. It's a blessing from you, and I praise you. God, I lift you up. God, that things may not look the way that I want them to right now, but I praise you in advance. God, I praise ahead of the promise. I praise ahead, and I say yes in Jesus' name. I know that you are good. I know ahead of time that you are good. I know that you have been good, and I know that you are good, and I know that you will never not be good. You will never not be good. And when it doesn't look good, when it doesn't feel good, and when all I can do is just squeak out a tiny praise, Father, I know that you still deserve it. You still deserve it. I praise you. down in this place right now, God, as we lift you up, as we lift you up, as we tahila you right now, God, come down in this place. For those who haven't felt your presence in a while, for those who have been needing you and haven't known how to get a, a, in touch with you, Father, we tahila you right now and we say, come down. We tahila you right now, God. We are making a place for you to dwell. We're making a place for you to come down to us. God, sit with us. We adore you. We adore you, God. Come near to us so we can see you better. We adore you right now, Father. Come into this place. We tequila you right now. We lift up our praise and our glory and our honor to you. We bless your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are good, you are good, you are good. We just receive your presence today. We just receive your presence. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts. He is worthy. worthy. You are worthy. God, you are worthy. Show up in this praise today. Show up in this praise. Today and every day. Today and every day, show up in this place. <laughs> Father, we knowing that you are good to your word. <laughs> when we praise you, you show up. God, we want to just bask in your presence. Just feel the greatness of who you are. <laughs> God, 
lift you up and we know that you are good. God, we say today, we're people. May Yahweh bless you as you bless him. May Yahweh bless you and keep you. May he make his face a favor to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. And may he give you his peace. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord.